the misconception of you needing a 700 credit score in order to buy a house is flat out wrong. You only need a 580 mid score. Hello and welcome to the Homeowner Prep Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Alon, and this podcast was created to provide real-world advice and accountability for first-time homebuyers. We'll be interviewing industry experts, providing some how-tos, and talking with first-time homebuyers about their personal experiences. If that sounds interesting to you, please be sure to subscribe, and if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the little bell to be notified when new episodes release. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Homeowner Prep Podcast. Today, we're going to be covering a topic that we hear a lot about. We get a lot of questions about credit scores and do I have good enough credit in order to buy a home? And so we're gonna cover a few ways that you can boost your credit score quickly, um, but most importantly, give you a little bit of a background as to where your credit score needs to be in order for you to buy your first place. There's a lot of talk about, hey, do I need to have a 700 credit score? You know, um, if I'm a first time home buyer, can I have collections on my credit? And so we're gonna address these, these issues for sure. The biggest thing is that, you know, the misconception of you needing a 700 credit score in order to buy a house is flat out wrong. Um, you only need a 580 mid score. When I say mid score, you're going to have three reporting bureaus, credit bureaus, and the lender is going to look at what is the middle score. So if you have a 600, 625 and 650, well, they're going to say, hey, your mid score is a 625. And that's what they'll use to qualify you for a home. Now, that credit score has an immediate impact to your interest rate. So again, can you buy a home with a 580 credit score? Yes. Will your rate be as good as if your credit score was 640? No. So yes, you can buy, but you're going to pay a premium because you're looked at as a bigger risk to the bank and the lender. And so you're going to have a higher interest rate to pay. Also, you may have a higher DTI, your debt to income ratio, may be a tighter fit. So for instance, if your debt to income ratio can be 50% with a 620 credit score, it may be 45% if you have a 580 credit score, meaning you have to have less debt in order to qualify. So keep that in mind. Yes, you can buy with a 580 credit score, but it will impact your interest rate and your debt to income ratios. And it could impact if you're trying to qualify for a down payment assistance program. So Keep that in mind, and that's why we're focusing on raising your credit scores. So if you're not familiar, credit scores do range from a 300 to an 850. So anywhere in that scale, that's where you'll find yourself. The average score in America is actually a 714. So, you know, if you want to kind of compare where you're at in comparison to the average, that's the average in America at 714. But there are a few ways to kind of outsmart the credit algorithm, if you would, to impact your credit score. And those are the things that we're going to talk about. The breakdown of credit works like this. Your credit score is based on an, a few factors. Um, one being, you know, on-time payments. The most important thing that has an impact on your credit score is your on-time payments. 35% of the averaging model or algorithm, if you would, is based on you making your payments on time. So obviously that's the biggest. 30% is actually the amount that you owe to your credit lines. So let's say you have a credit card and there's a $1,000 credit limit, you know, just to keep things simple. If you owe $800, 
your credit is going to take a bigger hit. Your credit score is going to take a bigger hit than if you only owed $100 on that same credit card. So what you owe actually has an impact on your score, and that's about 30% of that factoring. The next is going to be 15% of the factoring based on the age of your credit. Now, this you may not have a lot of control over, especially if you're, you know, 18 year old, you just got your first credit card or you're trying to get your first credit card or whatever the case may be, or you're just trying to qualify to get a car, you know, at a young age where you have very little history or the age of credit, it's going to have an impact on your score. And again, in this model, that's about a 15% uh, basis of that, of that model. So Age of credit is important, but the next thing is going to be the types of credit accounts. Again, 10% of this algorithm this, this, that's factoring your, your credit score is going to be based on the types of credit accounts that you have. So do you have a car payment? Do you have a credit card? You know, do you have a student loan? You know, that's going to factor in that percentage. And so they actually like you to have multiple types of accounts. If you just had three credit cards, you're not going to get the bump and the boost that you would if you had multiple types of accounts. And so that's why they factor that in. The last 10% is actually based on inquiries. So this comes up a lot when people are looking to buy a home. They say, well, hey, I had a lender pull my credit. They did an inquiry to see where I'm at. But I want to see where this other bank or this other lender, you know, where their rates are and they're going to do another inquiry and I don't want that to hurt my score. Well, it's actually that first inquiry that will impact your score and all uh, secondary inquiries for the same purpose will not. And that's typically within a 90 day window. So, you know, if you're trying to buy a house and say you want to go talk to three different lenders, the first inquiry will impact your score. The second and third will not. Um, they will show up as inquiries, but they won't have an impact to your score. And so that's very important to know because you need to, you know, when you're looking to buy a home, obviously you want to get a referral to a great lender and use them. But if you're just looking online or, you know, you just want to kind of see where rates are among different lenders or different banks, you know, have some peace of mind and knowing that every inquiry is not going to hurt your score. So you'll be okay there. The best thing that you can do right now is pull your own credit report. Go to annualcreditreport.com, pull your credit report and see where you're at. That's the first step. You know, before we even kind of dive into these points, you need to know where you're at. You know, get an understanding of, um, you know, how many accounts you have, your balances, and just look at that. That is free. Now, your scores you may have to pay for, but your report is free. But based on this information that I'm giving you, you can tell how it's impacting your score. Do you have different types of accounts? You know, do you have high balances? Do you have any collections, bankruptcies, or foreclosures? I mean, those are things that will definitely impact your score the most. You know, so look at your report and really dive into that. Obviously, we can help you with that. If you pull your report and you want to go over it with us, you know, that's what homeowner prep is for. You know, we can definitely help you with that. And I'll provide a link on how you can get started with us. Um, but you want to know where you're at. And that's the foundation. There are some changes taking place, which are good changes. Um, and the way that credit card companies, uh, not just credit card company, credit bureaus, reporting agencies are looking at your credit. Um, now they're factoring in the fact that you pay rent on time. Um, they factor in the fact that you're paying your utilities on time. Some of them are factoring in that you pay your phone bill on time. And so again, because some communities have limited access to credit, they have to factor in these things that hopefully 
will level the playing field over time. That's the theory. And so again, pay your rent on time, pay your utilities on time and reach out to them and see if they're reporting to the credit card, uh, credit reporting agencies on your behalf, because you want that to report. You want to build up some good credit on that aspect. Even if you don't have a credit card or you don't, you know, have any student loans or anything like that, there are ways for you to build up your credit. So take advantage of those changes. So let's dive in. The, the, there's three things that I do want to cover as ways to quickly um, impact your credit score, you know, make a, a big change. And so the first one that I want to touch on, as I mentioned briefly, was just your bankruptcies, your collections, your foreclosures. Those are number one. Collections sitting on your credit report are hurting you every single month. They have to be addressed. They have to be paid off. Bankruptcies are going to take a certain amount of time to to get off of your credit report, and again, you may have limited you know um, control over that. But you want to address any type of foreclosures, any type of bankruptcies, any type of collections right away, and you want to make sure that you know they're they're showing up accurately as well. But if you see those on your credit report, address them. Figure out how long they're going to take to come off. Figure out what you need to do to remove them. Reach out to the company, see if they'll try to pull them off earlier. It doesn't hurt to ask. Uh, the worst they can say is no. Um, but just really address those issues first because they're going to have a great impact on your score. The second way that you can increase your credit quickly is actually become an authorized user on another credit uh, card file, a credit card or you know some type of credit account. If you can become an authorized user on another credit account, you'll take in the history. Now remember, history is important. You want to have some credit history. You want to show on-time payments. So there's a caveat to that. Let's say you have somebody who's, you know, maybe a brother or a sister who will put you onto their credit card, right, as an authorized user, and you take on the history and the payment history and the balance history, right? You want to make sure it's in good standing. You want to make sure that they haven't had any late payments in the last couple of years. You want to make sure that they don't have a high balance because that could actually hurt you. So, you know, if you're going to become an authorized user on a credit card or, you know, maybe a car payment, whatever the case may be, you want to make sure that when you take on that history, that is good history. <laughs> you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot there. One thing to mention, a lot of folks were doing this in order to build up their credit quickly. It was kind of known as a credit hack, if you would. So credit card companies are catching on to this. Um, and so they are starting your history from the day that you become an authorized user instead of bringing all that history with you. So the credit card companies are, are getting smarter with this. So just keep that in mind. Again, make sure it's good history. Make sure that history is going to count for something. And when you become an authorized user, become a responsible authorized user. Don't go and use that credit card foolishly and mess up somebody else's credit. Uh, and the third thing that I want to talk about is getting your balances down. Now, if you get your balances down, it will have a great impact on your credit score. One of the things that we help a lot of clients with is a debt repayment program, a snowball debt repayment program. And we focus on high balances and we focus on, you know, what are the cards that if you have, say, a $10,000 credit card and you owe $5,000 on it, well, you're at a 50% utilization, right? But if you have a $1,000 credit card and you owe $800 on it, we want to address that utilization first. 
we want to pay that off as quickly as possible and then now take whatever you were paying as a minimum or you know if you're making a standard payment on that and debt ball it into the next we're looking at utilization we want to impact your credit as quickly as possible so that utilization matters again 50 percent versus an 80 percent you want to focus on those 80 percent balances and get those things paid down as quickly as possible so pay your balances down quickly a hack to that would be if you reach out to a say you have a credit card that was a thousand dollars and you owed 800 and you reach out to them and say hey you know i've been having on-time payments for the last six months or last year um can and, and actually look into this can you um increase your limit if you can increase your limit from a thousand dollars to five thousand well now you only owe eight hundred dollars on a five thousand dollar credit card as opposed to owing 800 on a thousand dollar credit card so that can actually help you in your balances being lower because you don't owe as much based on the limit being increased so i know it's not you know the best of advice i i know that it's not something that everybody should do because if you have a problem with debt and you're going to run it up again you know definitely don't do this but is a quick and easy way to increase your credit score, especially if you're in the process of buying a home and you need to increase your credit score quickly. These may be ways that you can do that. Again, I don't want you going further and further into debt. That's not the goal. The goal is to get you into a home. And so if you can take um, advantage of some of these hacks or some of these quick ways to build your credit in order to buy the house, then you manage the debt and you pay it down and you do what you have to do but you need to make sure that you know you can be responsible in some of these these techniques. Again, this is not for everybody, and so I don't want you to get deeper and deeper into debt. I want you to get into a home so you can start building equity and start having you know a financial legacy and generational wealth. Um, and unfortunately, the game that we have to play a lot of times is you have to get your credit score to a certain amount in order to do, make that happen. So. Take advantage of the, these opportunities that they provide while they provide them. Again, some changes are already coming down the pipeline. Um, credit card companies are getting smarter. And so they're already seeing that some of these credit hacks and techniques um, that people are using, you know, they're already starting to shut them down. So take advantage of them while you can. One bonus that I will say um, that most people don't know about is when you're paying, say, a credit card or a credit balance and you're looking at a due date on your statement. Don't pay attention to the due date. Find out from that agent, from that company when do they report to the agency. A lot of times there's a closing date. So let's say you have a credit card and uh, you have a balance and their closing date is the middle of the month, the 15th of the month, but your bill is not due until the first of the month, right? So what you want to do is you want to pay your balance down before the 15th of the month. So you pay your bill at that time because now they're reporting to the agency a lower balance. You are already going to pay your bill on the first anyway, pay it before they report. So reach out to these companies, find out when do they report and that way you can make your bill payments on those dates. So they're reporting lower balances um, instead of reporting a high balance and then you're paying it off, but it's already been reported. So that's just a, another little bonus if you would. Um, talk to your companies, find out when they actually report to the agencies and pay your bills on those dates as opposed to the actual uh, credit card statement dates. So I hope that helped. Again, if you need any help with, you know, increasing your credit, working on debt repayment, anything like that, that's what we're here for. You can reach out to us at homeownerprep.com forward slash start. 
and just reach out to us and, and get a plan going. Again, creating a plan is a lot easier when you have somebody in your corner, somebody who's gonna hold you accountable to that plan and hold you accountable to your own personal goals. So definitely don't hesitate to reach out to us. Again, homeownerprep.com forward slash start. And if you just have a quick question, a, a question based on you know a certain issue that you're going through, social media is probably the best way to reach us. You can reach us um, on all the social media platforms, but we tend to get most of our questions on Instagram at homeowner prep. So again, don't hesitate to reach out. Don't hesitate to ask for help. We're here to help you. We're here to help you get your credit right so you can buy a home and build a financial legacy for your family going forward. And really, we're going to help you do whatever it takes to make that happen. So I hope you got some value from today's episode. I hope you can take some of this information and start to implement it and really make a change for your family and for the future. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. I look forward to providing you with more great information on the next episode. And until then, be blessed. I hope you got some value from today's episode. If you know someone who could benefit from hearing this show, be sure to share it with them. And if you're listening to the podcast, we'd love for you to drop us a review. We'd also love to hear from you if you have any questions. So reach out to us on Instagram at homeowner prep. Who knows? We may read your review and answer your question on one of our future shows.